Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Very grateful to be a part of what God's doing in your life. The way I like to say it is I'm very grateful to be a very small part of the huge work that God's doing in your life. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. This is where Calvary Live originates, right here from the studios of Grace FM Radio Network. The Grace FM Radio Network covers 80% of the population of Colorado, including a lot of cows, prairie dogs, and um, yeah, a lot of livestock. (laughs) There's a lot of open space, especially on the eastern plains. And it's so cool because there's also so many wonderful small towns and radio is perfect for that because it it is just line of sight. So radio waves will just go until they can't anymore. And we're grateful. We're grateful. We're still wanting to cover more. Uh, So pray for us. Just whenever you think about us, just pray for our little church here that we would have the resources and the opportunity to add one more station. So we're able to do 80% of the population with just two radio stations uh, here in Colorado in the Denver metro area, 89.7. That's all the way from the uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, all the way south of Castle Rock. And then you pick it up south of Castle Rock at 101.7 down to Colorado Springs, all the way through south of the Springs. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of uh, scratchy in Pueblo West, but that's the point. We want, we want to add a station that would cover that southern area, including all the prisons down in Canyon City. Uh, we had a lead on a station recently. I may have shared that with you, but uh, it fell through. The uh, owner wanted way too much money uh, for what the station provided us. Uh, so just pray for us and pray for the station you're listening to this on. So it could be Grace FM. You might be listening on the radio by Grace Network that's around the country. That too is owned by a church in Amarillo, Texas. And really, we don't own it. We get the privilege of broadcasting it. It all belongs to the Lord. But shout out to everyone listening uh, on the Radio by Grace Network, as well as the Hope FM radio network, Pastor Bill Lupkeman and his team there in Marlton. Uh, with their series of stations, they cover millions and millions of people uh, throughout uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. And of course, we have Truth FM and I don't have the note here. I usually have a note on my desk of the states that they are in. But for some reason, I don't have it. But they are down like South Carolina area, I think. Um, but maybe uh, Mr. Culpa could help me with that. Uh, and then, of course, radio, uh, Higher Rock Radio, right? You guys in Boise. Super excited for what God's doing in Boise uh, because you... Uh, I have a lot of friends in Boise, a couple of them planting uh, a churches there, and um, what a blessing. What a blessing to be on. So here we are, taking your calls 
and your questions. 303-690-3000, or text me, uh, and you can text me at 720-336-0897. So I'm pulling up WZTH in Tuscaloom, Tennessee. So you got Tennessee, Asheville, I think is North Carolina. Um, and then there's one other state, but the map doesn't allow us. Uh, this map doesn't allow me to see it, but shout out you guys, Truth FM. Uh, uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. And you guys listening in Knoxville on the Radio by Grace Network, I'm going to be out in Knoxville uh, later this year teaching at a men's conference and also weekend services at Calvary Chapel in Knoxville. So I'm very excited to be out with you guys. Uh, and if you have any questions or inf- uh, want information, just go to the Calvary Chapel Knoxville website. Great church to plug into. And I'm looking forward. Never been out there. Uh, so I always, I'm always encouraged to visit churches, but especially uh, churches that I haven't been to before for the first time because it's. I just love meeting new people. I love serving the Lord. I love teaching the Bible uh, and praying and just ministry in general. It is hard, though. We talked about that in our staff meeting yesterday. Um, with our team here, just unusual warfare. And I just want you to know today as we're wait, starting the call, starting the show, waiting for calls, that if you're experiencing unusual warfare, that is normal. Um, you know, you kind of look at everything that's going on in the world today. You have the uh, political uh, things. You have uh, the fight for the unborn and just the, the wholesale People have lost their minds when it comes to life. And I read, a, I'm not on Facebook anymore because I can't handle it, uh, but one of the quotes I read today on Instagram from somebody that I know was, men should not be making laws about women's bodies. Well, that's you can't say that because the same men that made a law about protecting life in the womb of a of a mother are the same people that created that that said to take the vaccines and so that same genre of people would say well yes to one and no to the other um it, it's just a absolute logical fallacy um the 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 real root of the question is we shouldn't need laws we shouldn't need laws that say um don't kill a baby in the womb like we shouldn't need them Uh, But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that laws are for lawbreakers. And so they are necessary, unfortunately, to prevent people from breaking the law. And for me personally, uh, the year that I was born uh, was pre, about five, four or five years pre Roe v. Wade. So abortion was illegal. And yes, there was a lot of back alley abortions and a lot of bad sketchy stuff because people are just determined to sin no matter what that's what that means they're just determined to sin and fortunately for me uh, the woman that was carrying me in her womb the unmarried woman that was carrying me in her womb um, decided to give birth and put me up for adoption and I was adopted from, uh, I was adopted into a wonderful family, uh, two parents that were unable to conceive. 
uh, and they adopted, they ended up adopting two kids. And if you think about the story, I mean, how could you write it? But they, I was adopted into a Christian home, um, rebelled, of course. My parents weren't really, didn't really have a walk with the Lord, not even quite sure they were born again. I don't speak to that. They're in heaven now, so they know. But after I got saved at Calvary Chapel and began to preach the gospel to them, I think that they made an outward profession of faith, uh, accepted the forgiveness of, the, of their sins. But it could have happened before that, but they did have a resurgence of their faith. And just think of the beauty of adoption. And so that's another argument, right? It's like, well, you guys, who's the church, the church, your church, why did you? Well, I was just at an adoption ceremony last week. It was one of the most beautiful. I love going to them. I've been to quite a few in our church of just wonderful families in our church that have a calling to adopt. And I was just at an adoption ceremony last Friday, uh, and uh, it was in in the Denver courts. It it was three children, three foster children, that unfortunately uh, their parents um, were not able to uh, live up to the responsibilities of raising kids. And because of that, um, a family stepped in uh, with tremendous love and adopted three siblings. I mean, it's a be- beautiful family, beautiful kids. So yeah, the church does a lot. It does. I mean, could we do more? Yes, we could. We should. We will. How's that? We could, we should, we will. That's a great thing. That sounds like a blog post coming up. All right, let's go to Phoenix, Arizona. Patty, welcome to the program. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, Patty, you're on the air. Thank you. Um, thank you, Pastor Ed. I, I, I really love listening to this. I lived for 20 years in Denver, and I couldn't find anything in Phoenix that was comparable, so I still listen every day. <laughs> I appreciate oh, you being man. on the air. Um, I, I, I was saying that my mom was put into hospice about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been battling breast cancer for several years, and it's just taking, you know, taking her. Um, and I would I would love prayer just to help our, you know, get our family through this. It's It's been... Uh, beautiful moments with God, for sure. Um, my son actually had an opportunity to, to witness to my mom, which oh, wow. was just one of the most beautiful moments I've ever seen in my life, and yes. um, just such a such a special moment. Um, so I know where she's going, and I'm and I'm got I've got peace with that. But my question was: um, my parents are practicing Catholics, and my my dad is going to you know have a have a Catholic ceremony. Or, uh, service when she passes away okay. and I, I as a born-again believer I, I tend to struggle with my with my former Catholic faith and I my concern is am I am I putting myself in an awkward position if I take communion just in that service because I don't want to upset my dad um, but I also you know my, my personal belief is that I just don't believe that it's the same as when I take communion at my church so I, I do think that I do think you're right. It's not the same. The beliefs behind the serving of communion within a Roman Catholic Church uh, are distinctly different uh, than what we would experience from a uh, from a biblical view. Right? We take communion today symbolically uh, that the elements are just that they're a piece of bread or a wafer and, and juice or wine. They're not. They don't turn into. They aren't. They don't turn into. Nor will they ever become the body and the blood. Uh, of Jesus Christ. And so you're right. Taking communion, even the thought that you can only receive communion from a priest is definitely not biblical. There are a lot of unbiblical parts of the Mass. The Mass is not truly representative of the Lord. However, is it possible 
is it possible for you to be in a bar um, and not sin? Yes. Uh, is it possible for you to be, you know, in an environment where, uh, like, okay, let's just let's put it a little bit closer to to what Jesus did. Is it possible for you to be in a wedding party where they have drank all the wine and are going to get more, which infers that they probably were drunk? It doesn't say they were, but there's a great inference, and the answer is yes. Uh, can you be ministering to a woman that was caught in the midst of adultery without sin? Yes. Uh, and so the the answer is it is it, there there is a possibility there is a possibility um, that you can do this without sin, and I'm pretty sure you are capable of that. And your desire not to make a hard day even harder for your dad is a desire that comes from the Lord. And so, since you're battling with this, I do think you can between you and the Lord say or uh, agree that God, you see me, I recognize all of this is not, um, it is not a real representation of what your Bible says, but I love my dad. I don't want to make a day harder for him than they are, than it already is. And so God, would you just see me as I take of this wafer and this, of this juice and would you receive my independent desire to remember you, your body and your blood? I think it's possible. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That helps me so much. And, and, and I think it also can open a door for you when things subside to talk to your dad and use this as a tool later on and say, Dad, Remember when we were in the church together and I took of the elements, you know, we kind of believe differently, right, dad, you know, and having a, a simple conversation and say, but can I just explain to you what I did that day, dad, and how much I love you? And, you know, you can, and, and there's always a special bond before, between a dad and his daughter, you know, and so you just use that to your advantage and, and really express your love for him, but even more so the love of God for him and, and, and how your heart isn't so much his his, you know, and I won't speak for you, but I, I would say generally your heart is not so much that he's in the Roman Catholic Church per se, but that he's settling for a man-made religion when God has so much more for him. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. We And we can we can go about this very challenging conversation. We can go about these by really honoring the person in front of us, really loving them and then and then saying you know dad I love you so much that I know it's it's hard to begin with but I I don't want to make it harder for you dad but but geez um you know and and again this is the discussion I had with my parents because when I got saved they weren't Roman Catholic they were from a a Christian um they were from a, a Christian legalistic church and they just thought I went off the rails and I was in a cult uh coming to Calvary <laughs> Chapel and and it took a long time for them to see, no doubt, I read the Bible. No doubt, give me your Bible. I'm going to show you where it is in your Bible. Uh, why are you going to church every day? Because I love Jesus. Nobody's making me go. Um, believe me, my life wasn't like that before. And, and it was a lot of those conversations. And then eventually what the conversations turned into is, uh, it. and I don't think my dad ever used these words, but I, you know, the, the, words, the words were, or the thought was almost like this. And he was such a sweet man, uh, but but pretty stern and, and fire, feisty, my dad. 
Um, but he, it's almost like he was saying, are you telling me that I've spent all my life thinking I was right with God and I'm not? Mm. And although mm-hmm. those words weren't used, that is really the conclusion that we came to with my dad. And I prayed with him so he could receive the Lord right there. Like it's, that's a hard, that's pride. You know, that's a, that, yeah. that's a hard thing to admit to a genuine, moral, generally person that tries to do good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, thank you so much. So You're helpful. welcome. Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Well, um, I'm going to pray for her. What was I thinking here? I got caught up in the answer. Father, I do pray uh, for Patty's mom uh, in hospice um, with, you know, going to be seeing you face to face soon enough. Um, I pray for Patty, Lord, as she, you know, man, it's hard. She's, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I think Patty's going to have a hard day. So why make it more complicated? She does want to remember your blood that was shed for her. She does want to remember your body that was broken for her. And, and I know that you see that in her. So comfort her and encourage her and help her to navigate a very troubling time that's even more complicated for the sake of the, of the gospel and the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Now we're going to shoot up from Arizona to Washington. Sarah, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. I have a question about, I'm currently in the process of a legal separation from my spouse, and he's a recovered addict. Okay. However, he's taking a different substance that's a legal way to get it, and so he doesn't see his problems. Okay. And so I've been getting biblical counseling okay. and advice to separate, and so I'm in the process of doing the legal separation papers. And I wanted to ask you what you would advise for, like, the child visitation. Like, how often should he have access? And just, we have a three-year-old, and so I just kind of like some wisdom on that. Well, because I don't know the whole story, I can only really talk generally. Uh, and so I'm not giving specific advice. I just give, I want to give you some things to think about, okay? Um, first of all, uh, when you're making hard decisions like this, the decision, the first and foremost decision to be made is for the health and safety of your child. And he, your child will be the center point of what you believe as, as a m- mother without an addiction uh, is best for your child. So we know a couple things, what is good for your child. It's good for your child, for you Um, I'm sorry, did you say it was your husband? Yes. Okay, so again, I'm not giving direction. I'm just giving you things to think about. And and it's again, it's it's true, but I don't want you to feel burdened by this call because some of the things will be a little shocking to you. You know, first of all, it's best for your kids, for your child, for you guys to resolve this. Um, It's best for your child, for her, for your child's dad to get off his substances and walk away from his addictions. And it's best for your child to... Uh, for him to um, have a dad that loves him enough to walk away or get help or go to detox, you know, so that that's, we know that, but it's also wise for you 
to protect your child in how you choose to allow that interaction because you you guys get the opportunity to have 50%, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of sad to talk like this, but 50-50 in your sharing of custody. However, depending on the behavior of his addictions and the danger that that poses, you know, your husband could be in a position of forfeiting some of that, um, forfeiting his time, forfeiting the ability to spend time without any, man, you know, without any, um, third party there. And, and so if you're thinking along those lines, those are not, that's not unusual to, for a season say, come on, we, we usually, we would both make this decision, but because you're not able to see what you're the sin that you're in, or you're unable to see what I see, I'm going to have to make these decisions with an attorney or with someone so that our child will be safe. We don't want our child hurt. Um, and, and then, you know, the response could be something like, well, that's my son. And the answer is, I know he's your son or your daughter. I know that Uh, we all know that. And what's happening in our family right now is horrible. And that's why I'm desperately even separating from you for a time of prayer and fasting so that you would come to your senses, um, so that we can work on our marriage and work on your addictions and walk in forgiveness and, and I know you're not there yet, so if we back fast, you know, rewind to your question, it is okay to suggest limitations uh, for the sake of the safety of your child. Yeah. And, you know, for such a difficult scenario like this, um, I would also suggest that you sit down with someone, um, even if it's possible that your husband would too, so that somebody could speak to both of you, not just the attorneys, although that may be all that you get, but maybe a trusted pastor or a trusted wise friend that can speak into this situation. Just so, so we understand, look, bro, you, this is your child. I am not denying that at all. I want you to be a fully part of their life, but the choices you have made right now bring consequences. And I can't change the consequences because you choose not to change your choices. That's really what it amounts to. Are you still there? Yes, thank you. I was thinking about everything you're saying. No, it's okay. It's a very hard situation. Yes. Um, Okay, because right now he's um, pretty lenient with support. Whatever you decide, I just don't want a divorce, and I still want to see our child, and so... Yes. Yeah. Um, Is there any safety issues? Like, are you at all fearful for your your safety or your child's safety? Not necessarily. I know he has childhood trauma, and so I have that in the back of my mind. Sure. Um, You know what I mean? And so... But... Well, and this this could very well be an opportunity too for you guys to get some deep help with those traumas and and really put your finger on them of how how you are um, living and how you're projecting and just that the Lord would bring more comfort and healing into your life. Um, but it's hard, you know. I I agree with you. I feel the pain with you as a pastor. I see a lot of this. Um, however, I also don't believe in some kind of um, Christian counsel that says, well, you're a believer, so and that's his son, and you just walk in forgiveness. Well, you know what? 
I I do think you should walk in forgiveness, but that doesn't mean you you just neglect the safety of yourself or your son or your your child. Um, and and if he ha- if your husband has this kind of desire that might even become a desperate desire, oftentimes it's time it's it's decisions like these that really does get someone's attention, and the Holy Spirit could do a great work. When I started my counseling, I was told I'm the enabler and I fix his problems when an unexpected debt, I cover it. And and so I see that now um, I have to get out of the way. And so it makes sense to leave at this time. I'm kind of thinking like how once I do the paperwork, let's say three days out of the week, he sees our child and then it just becomes the custom. And so nothing actually is ever resolved because before I started my counseling, we talked about going to a marriage counselor, but then, oh, my schedule doesn't line up, this, that. And so well, you, I'm you getting could, the help. Yeah. You could find that this will change things, but you ha- you're dealing with two things. And again, you can talk to your counselor about this, but I don't want you to neglect. You're you're dealing with two things. You're dealing with the relationship that you have with your husband, and that's what you just described right now. And you're also dealing with a dad's relationship with his child. And so even if it doesn't work out between mom and dad and, and the child's in no danger, then dads should be a part of their kids' lives. Yeah. The only, like, danger part I can think of is because he was getting his substance in front of her, and so it's... Yeah, you definitely take all that into account. Like I said, you know, it's hard to deal with this over the radio because there's so many aspects to it, but with the seeds of, you know, the general thoughts that you have, I believe that the Holy Spirit will help you make the right decision. And even if you make it today, it might have to change tomorrow, right? And then it might have to change next week. But our greatest hope is that he repents of his sin, gets off his addiction, and you guys start working on your marriage. Um, That would be the best scenario. So let me pray for that because we're coming up to the end of this segment. So, Father, I I do lift up my sister uh, who's in a very hard situation in Washington. And we don't know how it's going to turn out. We don't know what's going to happen. And so I pray according to your word. Your word says that if any of us lacks wisdom, we can ask you, and you'll give it to us liberally without reproach. So I pray for wisdom for my sister, that she could make the decisions, and it seems like one after another, after another, after another, after another, and it's overwhelming, and she even has her own hurts and her own issues and her own pain. So I pray, God, that you would give her the needed supernatural strength to be the woman of God you desire to be, to be the mom that you desire her to be, to be the wife that you desire her to be, and Lord, that she could walk forward by faith, trusting you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Bless you, sister. Bye-bye. All right. You know, when you guys hear show uh, uh, questions like this, when you're listening to this program, I, I, what, one of my hopes is that you understand this is the woman sitting next to you at church. This is the frazzled woman, perhaps, getting out of the car in the parking lot that their son dented your car or, 
you know, they're frazzled. Or this is the woman that comes to church with you that might, you might've saw her frustrated in the, I mean, obviously not Sarah in particular, but like these scenarios, this is the, this is why the church needs to be the church. This is why we need to be the hands and feet of Christ. This is why wasting our time on things that are not eternal will not make it through the Bema seat fires. They just won't make it. And I beg you, church, please open yourself up to be used by the Lord in these last days. Please take to heart what you heard of Sarah. That's why we have that's why we make this show more pastoral than anything, because we want the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what an important part you play in people's lives. You hear the music. We're going to be right back. Second half's coming up in a couple minutes. This is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to today's program. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Text me, 720-336-0897. My name is Ed Taylor. Uh, We are um, coming to you live on Grace FM, radio by Grace Network from the Grace FM studios in sunny Aurora, Colorado. One week delayed, everyone on Hope FM, Truth FM, radio, uh, Higher Rock Radio in Boise. I've got another station praying about coming on in Idaho Springs, Idaho. And maybe you have a Christian station that you listen to. You should tell your church, you should tell them, put this show on. It'd be good for our community. And we would love to talk to them. 303-690-3000 is the number. Back to Denver, Colorado. Deborah, welcome to the program. Hey, Deborah, are you on the air? Mm-hmm. You're on the air. Hello? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to Fort Collins. Teddy, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Al. Hi, Teddy. What's going on? Oh, I have a sister that everybody that knows her tells me, oh, I know for certain that she is saved. But she is so much into the Catholic Church that um, it, it just it worries me, really, that that she isn't saved because, you know, she's not born again. Okay. And and I want to know, is it possible for a Catholic to be saved? <laughs> it is possible for a Catholic to be saved, I believe, because the condition of the condition of salvation is by grace through faith. It's a gift of God. It's not by works. However, I do think that if a born again Christian would not be described as someone who sold out to false Catholic teachings, that as they examine their current man-made religion of the church that they're in compared to the Bible, that the Holy Spirit would lead them away from that. 
and that they would become like a, you know, I've, I've met many people that have stayed within Roman Catholicism so that they could be an agent of change or that they could um, somehow try to help. I don't think a born again believer can participate in the mass. I don't think it's biblical. Uh, I don't think it's God honoring. I don't believe a, a born again believer can um, with sincerity participate in communion the way that Roman Catholicism teaches and, and administers it. I don't believe that a born again believer will think that he that they must baptize their children. Uh, they must go through all the sacraments in order to be saved. So I think a born again believer can they identify and say they're Catholic because they were born into it or anything? Sure. Could they attend a Catholic church? Yes. But I believe that they will. There will be a marked difference um, in their lives because the Spirit of God lives in them, and they'll start forsaking. Um, it may take some time. You know, we have to be patient with people to unlearn things, right? Um, but I think that the way you describe your sister, she's probably more a convert to Catholicism than she is in surrendering her life to Jesus Christ. Born and raised Catholic. And yeah. uh, I, you know, she she sits and watches her TV and prays the rosary constantly. Yeah. You know, and and I just think, how can that, how can she be saved if she's still doing that? I mean, that's yeah. a hard question. I, I mean, but it's a good question to talk to her. I mean, it, it's a good uh -huh. question. Another thing that I found within Roman Catholicism that m if you're not like a legal scholar that really is trying to prove everyone wrong at Catholicism is okay, most mm -hmm. people, and, and let me just be clear so that we understand something. Coming to, I, I pastor a church called Calvary Church, Calvary Chapel. I just I because know. somebody's in there, <laughs> yeah. So just because somebody comes to our church doesn't mean they're saved either, right? No. So, uh -huh. so I, 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 I'm not pointing out one particular group. Although I do believe if there is any error on the substance of doctrine, that we would have to, we would be forced to go back. I, I'll give you a simple one: um, the the immaculate. Uh, the um, not the Immaculate Conception. We believe in that. The um, uh, what, what is it? What's the doctrine where Mary is um, uh, the per a per perpetual <laughs> the perpetual virginity? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one or yeah, or her maybe. being the mother of God. That's another one. Like the Bible yeah. couldn't be clearer that Mary needed a savior. It came out of her own mouth. Well, yeah. And uh -huh. she sung it herself. So, so, you, so she's not to be worshipped. She's not to be venerated along with the saints. And and you know, I think that you can explain. A person can explain it however they want, but uh -huh. nobody has the place of God. Nobody, not even Mary. And yeah, things yeah. like that. Like, if you uh -huh. if a Catholic will fight me on that, then they're just not really wanting to talk about what the Bible teaches. That's all. Exactly. She doesn't want to talk about it. She, you know, if I bring it up, she just puts me off and says, no, you know, this is what I have believed all my life. And she's in her 90s now and, yeah. and there's nothing going to change her mind, you know. So, but it's, it's hard. My it parents were both, uh, they both came to, to Jesus before they passed. Mm, that's fantastic. They were both in their 90s when they yes. did. So I still hold, have hope that my sister will, will too, you know? Yes. So, but 
I guess all I can do is keep praying. <laughs> well, and I, I think that is, that, that's a good thing to do. And even to keep knocking on the door of, you know, one, another tact, and I'm sure you already do this, but another tact that you can enjoy with your sisters, just talking about all the good things that God has done in your life. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's, there's really not much, like there's really not much of that happening with mm-hmm. rote religious activity. That's true. Mm-hmm. And rote religious activity can be really exposed for what it is as it's compared to the real and and just sharing how the Lord speaks to you, sharing how he makes the, and a given her solid examples. I mean, just like the whole vocabulary changes because, you know, it, it, there's a good chance that your sister will go home, uh, will transition out of that body very soon. Mm-hmm. So it's okay yeah. to step up the urgency a little bit and just... Um, Pour it on in love, you know. You're she, you're her sister. What's she gonna do? That's the way it is. Yeah. This is yeah. uh, God gave me to you, and that's that. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to address was uh, the lady that called a little bit ago about get, taking communion. Um, yes, at, at the funeral mass yes. or whatever. <clears throat> I know that they, the Catholic priest or whoever's going to be serving communion will say, you know, if you are not a Catholic, don't take communion. <laughs> so that's going to be hard for her to, you know, to try to decide what what to do at that time. You know, know. Talking, talking to her, I really think that if that was said, she probably won't do it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if they really do it that way, yeah. listening to her, like her desire is to do the best that she can in mm-hmm. a very difficult, you know, already grieving her mom, already knowing her dad is going to be like, I, I don't think she will compromise. I do. I did yeah. hear that in her voice and I would never want her to compromise. So if, if the priest does yeah. say, you know, does some put some kind of limitations, I don't mm-hmm. think she'll fake it for her dad. I, I don't. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And yeah, I would never advise her to do that. Catholic I would funerals where that was said, and I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I would I not want her. I would not. never. It. I would not. I would not. I think her daughter, her dad, would be better served by an honest daughter than a uh-huh. fake. And yeah. so, if she can't do it honestly, then the best thing that she give to her dad is a genuine, sincere daughter that loves him. Exactly. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Father. Uh, <laughs> that was funny <laughs> thank you for calling god bless you okay bye bye that is funny you know because we do have a lot of people that have come uh into our church for moment catholicism and they will uh talk about the service as mass uh they will call me priest or father and i you know it, obviously this was a accident but if somebody does do that i i just take the opportunity to explain to them that I'm just another guy like anyone else that gets the privilege of serving Jesus and I don't have the role of father, neither am I a priest. I'm a man that loves Jesus and gets to be a pastor by his authority. But that was funny. That was funny, Father Ed. Um, Better than Mr. Ed. 303-690-3000. David, Northern Colorado, welcome to the program. Thank you. I just... I just wanted to let you guys know I'm so thankful for your heartfelt passion 
sharing the gospel, sharing his word and what God is doing. And I was just listening to your conversation about the lady who there's this background in the Catholic Church. I just want you to know God is doing so many things to touch lives. And he did that clear back in 2003, mm. where he opened the door. I sent out a letter to several churches in Windsor, Loveland, Greeley, for Collins, and God opened these doors. A Catholic priest called me and said, hey, I got this letter from you, because this was in Windsor, where I taught and coached for 30 years. So can you please come and talk to me? And I did, and I was praying that God would open the door. Huh. We spent three hours talking, and then at the end, he looked at me and said, this is I tell you what, I'm probably going to get in trouble. You're not Catholic. You're not a Catholic priest. But I want you to share this message in all four of my masses. Mm. And God opened <laughs> that door in a powerful way. And he's just continued to do things like that. In 2018, he literally brought me together with a kid who had Catholic background but no real relationship with Jesus. He was going to take his own life that day, oh, and God wow. stirred him. Don't wow. take your life, Michael. Yes. Go to a safe place. Yes. God brought us together. We talked, and one thing led to the next. The gospel was shared from God's heart. So mm. I want you to know I thank you guys so much. I pray for you, Ed, and your body of believers every day. And I'm thankful that God is working, working, working to touch lives for time mm. and eternity. Yeah, thank you. And bless you, man. Keep uh, knocking on those doors. What a privilege to be invited to share the truth of the gospel at a Mass. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I couldn't believe it. God. <laughs> And, but anyhow, thank you so much. Lord bless you big time and all of your – and anybody who's listening to these fine times on the phone, uh, thank you so much. Praise God. Bless you, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. You're tuned in to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. Always want you to come out. We'd love to have you be a part of the Fellowship family, growing by leaps and bounds. It's unbelievable. I, I'm I am always um uh, I wanna be careful. I'm not always shocked. I'm often shocked and and I'm always humbled. That's probably a good way to put it. I'm often shocked and always humbled by how God has chosen to use me and the whole ministry team here. Um I just sent another uh again we've been getting these testimonies just about every day. Uh, so thank you guys so much for um, sending your encouraging notes. You can email me at ed at edtaylor.org, uh, whether it's for Grace FM, whether it is for Bounding Grace, our teaching ministry here, or Calvary Live. If you have a testimony you want to share that you want to put in writing, I send them to the staff. And th- this is the thing I teach our team here uh, because it's super important. And I want you to take it back to your church if you need to, or just tuck it away in your heart. And and it's it's this statement, and I quote, we is the language of ministry, end quote. We, we, we Jesus in, 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 intended for us to serve together. Nobody, none of us get the credit for the great, I, I mean, I'm the voice, right? I, so I get a little bit more attention and time, but it uh, there's no voice if there's no Kevin. And there's no Kevin if there's no Josh. And, and there's no Josh if there's not no Everett. And I can go on and on the whole list. Like we all interto- intertwine. And so, yeah, you might say, oh, Pastor Ed, thank you um, uh, for that answer. or Thank you for your prayers or whatever. And that's, uh, and I appreciate it and I receive it. Um, 
but I receive it in such a way where it's like, isn't God so good that there is a team and most of the team is unseen and unknown, but without them, there is no Ed on Calvary Live. There's, there's no radio by grace without Pastor Bill and his team. There's no uh, Hope FM without Pastor Bill and his team. And I think of everything going on in your um in your church, in your ministry, we is the language. We do this together. It, it and, and it's okay. Remember, Paul talked about in Corinthians that some of the members of the body are unseen, but they're vital. Like, don't they call all your organs inside that are unseen your vital organs? I mean, without them, you aren't able to function. And we is the um, uh, we is the language of ministry. So I'm so grateful for the team, both those that might be on staff, which we don't have a big staff, but we have a group of people that we get to, to be, um, work together, but it's, it's even greater than that because we all get to serve with our gifts and talents. All of us do. Um, so it's really, it's really cool. It it is an, it it is an honor. 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000. Let's go back to the phone lines. And where are we? We are on, I got to scroll up, Aurora, Colorado. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Pastor Hey, Ed. Todd. How you doing, um, buddy? This is Todd. I think you know me. And, I do. Um, I'm a, I attend your, I attend the church there. I know you, Todd, very well. Yes, and, yes, um, you know, we all have to appreciate God's grace. And, you know, the other day, you know, day before yesterday, you were, there was somebody on the radio about drug addiction, and you were talking about the well with Jesus and um, that, that woman um, yeah. that was, you know, that loved a lot of men yes. and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah. And also you said that you have to listen to the Holy Spirit within yourself and try to get that niche when you need to pray for somebody. Mm, yeah. And, um, you know, and you have to think about it and before you have that discussion and say how I can pray for you. Yes. Well, I was at the grocery store the other day. And I was parked, and there was this lady in front of me. And I've just got to tell you this as a testimony, that we have to be bold in asking somebody how to pray for them. And we also have to be bold in how we should pray and learn how to pray also. But anyway, this lady, she was walking to her car. She looked like she was in a tremendous amount of pain like she was in tears. And I said, you know what? I got to, I got to get out and I got to pray for her. I, you know, I can't just ignore, I can't go in the grocery store and do my own thing. So I got out of my car and I acknowledged her and I said, how are you doing? And how are you feeling? And she goes, I'm not feeling very well today. And, and I have, Spinal, I have spinal cord problems. Mm. And not only that, my sister is in ICU. Mm. 
And I said, well, what is your name? Her name's Rachel, and her sister is Chris in ICU. And I just let the Holy Spirit take over and, and prayed, and she was weeping. And then in the prayer, I asked if she agreed that Jesus is King and, and Jesus is our only Savior. And she agreed with me. And then I asked if if she can go to the hospital, and I would be willing to go to the hospital with her and be with her and her sister and pray with her and and then just just be open in, in, in prayer. But also, you know, I always say to my friends and my neighbors, it's faith over fear. And yesterday when I did that, it was my faith. And it was, it conquered the fear. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And the other thing, Pastor Ed, today is my 39th wedding anniversary. No way. Congratulations. Yes. And, you know, I have three older daughters and I have five granddaughters and one grandson. And, you know, my granddaughters attend the church over there and, they just have been blossoming in their faith. Yes. And I tell them also, it's faith over fear. Be bold with your faith. And as a grandfather, and, you know, I just grow, have grown so much in two years. I am so thankful for our Lord Jesus Christ, for how graceful he has been with me, but I give him all the glory. But then... You know, it's by our teachings, it's by our understanding, it's about the will of God. And you just have to have an open ear, have an open mind, have an open heart, and let the Holy Spirit be with, be with you. And yes, and last Sunday I was just deeply in, in a lot of prayer. <laughs> Mm. And you know why, and I'm not going to go into discussion with that, but I'm, I'm praying about that situation. But you know, I, I want to say this too, Todd, because um, watching you grow, seeing how far you've come since you started um, making Calvary your home, and and I, I don't like using the word attend, I get it, but you, you don't attend. This became your family. Like, this became a source of your own spiritual growth. And this is, you know, in the, the, it's more than attending, right? You're more than just a casual attender. This is your life. You've sold your life out to the Lord, uh, first of all, and then made Calvary your home. And and because of that, I've had the privilege, you know, because you're a front rower too. So, you know, I really get to know the front rowers and uh, the regular servers and the prayer warriors, and you fit a lot of those categories and the the reality of where you are is um is is extraordinary and you may not think you've gone as far as you have or you may always see how far you need to go but it's always good to pause and say listen to what you're saying Todd just listen to what you just said and what you just did like you listen we're all listening to you but i want you to listen because you're giving yourself encouragement in all that the God, all that God has done in and through you. And it's just remarkable. 
Well, I, I just, you know, I appreciate that compliment, but it's got, we, I, 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 it's God's will that what he has done with me in two years and maybe, I think it was been three years now, but, um, yes, I, I totally agree. And I just wanted to let your listeners know if, if I can change, if the change been in, in your in your life, Pastor Ed, and and anybody's life, we just have to have that humility, humbleness, compassion, and respect, and try to listen. Sure. What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? Yeah. Just think about that. Stop and and think about that. Yes. Amen. Well, thanks for calling, Todd. Bless you, brother. 303-690-3000. See if I can pull another call in. Uh, Alan in Fort Carson, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing well, Alan. What's up? So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I've just been, um, I've been experiencing a lot lately. More than I can handle, um, I've, uh, I mean, like just just to give some context, um, I I work in uh, well, I'm in the army. Um, I work in Fort Carson, Colorado. Yes. Um, I work a desk job, and uh, but this type of desk job, which is HR, it's it's very um, it's it's very stressful at times, and uh, and unfortunately this week I've I've had the, the misfortune of having to, um, I guess. I guess separate um, my my personal life from my work life, which is um, easier said than done, you know. Um, but uh, but my I, I've been having a lot of issues lately um, back home, uh, particularly with my mother who lives in in Mexico. Okay. Um, and since she lives in Mexico, uh, I, I'm not able to do anything for her. Um, and so I, I heard a while back. Um, that she tried to, you know, do something uh, that you can't take back. Okay. I mean, I think you know what I'm, um, you know, getting okay. at. Okay. Um, and she's been experiencing, you know, like mental health issues and, and her physical health issues now for the better part of her life. And um, and it's hard. It, it, it is really, really hard to, to separate that kind of stuff, uh, especially, especially in the Army um, where, you know, like, where not everyone uh, that you work with is going to care about your uh, your personal life. You know, uh, you can tell them about it, and they'll be uh, very sympathetic to the fact. But at the end of the day, you know, you're in the army, and there's a job to be done. You know, um, and that always has more priority over, um, you know, whatever somebody might be going through. Um, and so I've I've been performing very poorly <clears throat> at work lately. And uh, and it got me into uh, a, a good bit of trouble, um, and uh, and I just feel so so awful. I've I've been very disconnected um, from God lately, um, so much so I've, I've been doing things that I shouldn't be doing, and um, it's days like yesterday and days like today where I just ask myself like like how how can he how can he forgive me for 
for pushing him and, you know, turning my back on him and how can he still, uh, still love me and how can he, uh, well, let me jump in real quick because we're, we're going to be off. Um, we're going to be off the program in a second, but I, I just want you to know, um, I can hear the struggle and I can hear the sensitivity uh, in your voice of just kind of looking at your life and, and seeing your failures. And I want, I also want you to know that I also have failures like that makes you and me equal. And the same forgiveness that comes in my life is the same forgiveness for you. And I'll tell you why God loves you. He loves you so much that even in times of doubt like this, he proved it to you. When you look to the cross of Christ, the sacrifice was for you, my brother, because you're loved and you're cared for, and you're never going to live a perfect life. You're never going to get everything right. You're going to have bad days, bad thoughts, but Jesus died for all the bad things we've ever done, all the bad thoughts we've ever had, all the bad things we've ever done. You know, it, we may have regrets and consequences, and that's hard, but even so, you need to hang up today understanding that the reason why you're forgiven is because of the love of Jesus and all that's waiting for you is for you to receive it. So Father, I pray for Alan. I pray that you would encourage him. You hear, your word says that you're a God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. So I pray that into my brother's life right now in the very deep difficulties he's facing in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, you hear the music. We had a full show today. Thank you guys so much. I personally love you guys as well. Not as much as God, but I love you. Love doing this. Love being a part of your life. Love you being a part of our life. So be encouraged. Be in church this weekend. I'll meet you. Calvary Church in Aurora. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.